learn the amazing history of the Tannen family, starting with his great-grandfather, Buford Mad Dog Tannen, fastest gun in the West. Buford Tannen was a notorious gunman whose short temper and a tendency to drool earned him the nickname Mad Dog. He was quick on the trigger and bragged that he had killed 12 men, not including Indians or Chinamen. Does that mention me? Am I one of the 12? Just a minute. However, this claim cannot be substantiated since precise records were not kept after Tannen shot a newspaper editor who printed an unfavorable story about him in 1884. That's why we can't find him. Hey, McFly! Thought I done told you never to come in. You ain't Seamus McFly. You look like him, though. Especially wear a dog ugly hat. <laughs> you kin to that, hey, Barber? What's your name, dude? Uh, Mart. Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stupid name is that? I'd say he's the run of the litter. Hey, now, boys. <laughs> Would you take a look, see at these pearly whites? Hell, I ain't seen Seed look at Straightmore's store bar. Hey, <laughs> take a gander at them moccasins. What kind of skins is them? What's that writing mean? Knee K. What is that? Some sort of Asian talk or something? <laughs> Bartender, I'm looking for that no good cheating blacksmith. You seen him? No, sir, Mr. Tannen, I have not. Tannen. You're mad, Doc Tannen. <laughs> Mad Dog, I hate that name. I hate it, you hear? Nobody calls me Mad Dog. Especially not some dooted up egg-sucking gutter trash. Celebrate year three, it's Marchy McFly again. Back to the future three, a month-long podcast with me. It's Marchy McFly, it's Marchy McFly again. Again. I'm doing it again. I couldn't stay away, I confess. Another adventure with Marty and Doc, and this time they're in the OS. So come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marchy McFly again. Stay here all month long and get sick of this song, cause it's Marchy McFly. It's Marchy McFly again. Again. It's a 31-day podcast where I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be back in the future part three. podcast without you i don't want a podcast without you i didn't have a plan i just started singing this 
And that's why the lyrics don't rhyme or make much sense. You know, I want a podcast every day. And so I make up these months so that I can do that. And now I'm going to stop singing. I think I'm going to stop singing. I need to stop singing. So I'm going to stop singing. Happy Monday, everybody. It's March 6th. And you know what that means. Today was the sixth day in a row that I watched Back to the Future Part 3. And today, by order of decree, royal decree, today is the sixth day that I am podcasting about Back to the Future 3. Oh boy. Uh, I have to tell you, today got away from me. You know, it was my day off. So I thought, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to watch Back to the Future Part 3. And then I'm going to podcast about it, and this is going to be out by lunch. Well, that's just not the way uh, the world works. Uh, I had to do a little something called grocery shopping. Remember that? I mentioned it yesterday. I put it off, but today uh, I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't. had to uh, put some laundry away. I had to change the sheets. I'm doing most of it still because my wife is recovering from back surgery. She's doing... Very good, and thumb, fingers crossed that she returns to work next week so that um, so that she can work. I was going to say, so that I can podcast uh, in, in peace. But really, I mean, I'm working too. So if you happen to work with me, I'm working during work hours. Durr. No, what I try to, um, what I basically sacrifice is um, uh, friendship, social life, and uh, sleep. But I'm a damn good husband and a damn good dog owner. And, uh, you know, and I also make these podcasts. What the hell am I talking about? I don't know. The point is, it's 9.30 p.m. I watched the movie this morning in, in what, what I like to call the morning. But I didn't get to um, hitting record till, you know, this evening. But really what I wanted to focus on was, uh, I want to say one character, but really it's one actor uh, I, I think I gave him, you know, all the flowers last movie. Uh, but Thomas F. Wilson, once again, bringing, like, so much character to this movie. I mean, he gets he gets the most fun, I think, in the series. Because in the first movie, he is the only... Well, no, he's not the only one. I should say all, most of the, all the adults get to play older versions and younger versions of themselves. But he gets to play... Uh, the older well, no, they all play different versions. I should I'm wrong again because they all the he plays the bully. Then at the end he's meek. They play like the kind of you know just floating through life. The 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 McFlys, and at the end they're all happy and happy go lucky and positive. Uh, but in two, he really gets to stretch his uh, his his chops, his acting chops. He gets to play the young kind of. Uh, genetically altered Griff. He gets to play the ancient version of Biff. He gets to play the uh, the meek the meek Biff from you know the end of the first movie, uh, and he gets to play the um, young Biff again. Gets to play the young bully Biff, and he gets to play the 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 night the alternate version nineteen eighty five cokehead Scarface murdering Biff. Uh, you you you'd think that Buford. Uh, who he plays in part three is the worst of the worst, and he, he he might be, but given certain 
put in certain situations. The bully that we see in the original, um, you know, 1955 would grow up to be a murderer. He murdered George McFly. He attempted to murder uh, Marty McFly. And it wasn't until the timeline was restored. I mean, we think about it. The, the George, I know I'm going back to part two, but George punches uh, Biff and that changes things forever, except that Biff gets rich. Even with that timeline, he gets riff, rich and everything that Marty does gets ruined and that's when you get the terrible timeline. Um, and he becomes a murderer. So you put him in the right circumstances and he will kill people. Whereas, I guess you could say the same thing for Buford. In this movie, uh, Tom Wilson plays just the two versions. He plays the the meager, you know, um, like quiet Biff at the end, really quick. You know, hey, Marty, going going cowboy, going western. I forget what he said, but it's a it's a great little one little line. Uh, and really, his like he gets his real fun is playing Buford. I mean, he just goes all out. He has he doesn't have to be tent pretend to be a good person or, you know, a a good husband, a loving person, anything. He just goes completely like um he's just a complete a-hole, a monster in this um you know in the original storyline he kills Doc. We know they said he killed what did they say? 12 men. And they say not including um, in Indians or, or, or Chinese. And it's like, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching, I was looking up YouTube videos, and it said, like, see the, uh, the original beginning or the, <clears throat> I like to see commercials or bumpers or things like that, but, you know, before that go with televised versions of these movies sometimes. And one showed the beginning of uh, part three, and there was like a... Um, a content warning, like a you know viewer beware, viewer discretion thing. It, this was for the Cartoon Network, I believe, and it said like certain comments uh, made were were made from a different time. I don't think they mean from 1990. I mean they're they're talking about the 1800s, and I was like, what the hell is that talking about? And then you watch the movie and you hear them, you know, like they mention the Chinese. Must have, must have got that outfit off a of dead Chinese, and like they they mention Chinese people a lot in this, and I I don't think it's dated in the movie. Obviously, the 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 talk of it is 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 incredibly dated, but at the time in the eighteen eighties, I think that was something that was more pre- prevalent, prevalent, prevalent. <laughs> um, but like you know, then I watched something like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they have um, a, an actor, a white actor in Chinese makeup, and that's when you go, "Oh, that's really racist and dated." That's this is just something where it's it's definitely like, but it's more in, it's more indicative of the time. I think. I mean, I believe. I at least that's my. I, I don't understand why, why. What other reason they would do it? It's not like Robert Zemeckis was like, "Now's my chance to really give it to Chinese people and be really racist." No, 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 uh, or or to Indians. And you know, as I, I've said before, I think 
even hearing them called Indians over more, you know, Native Americans or indigenous, that sounds a little dated. But again, again, it wasn't at the time um, of the movie. But my point is I'm getting the long way around. What was I getting to? Oh, it was um, that Buford killed a lot of people. Uh, and how racist actually the uh, the times were where it wasn't including Indian people or Chinese people because either they didn't take the records or they didn't care enough to take the records of those people, which there's like, like the, just when you kind of analyze that line, it's like, Jesus, that seems like crazy. Uh, but this Buford dude was a uh, big old, bad old son of a bitch. But he might have been the funniest part of this movie in certain points. There are certain parts of this movie that make me laugh or chuckle or smile every time. Uh, there's the, um, you know, the doc reading his own letter. There is a line um, where a after Cl Clara brings her telescope, Doc's enamored and Marty just goes, it's a nice telescope. Like, he, I think, you know, he's being sarcastic about that. Like, those things make me laugh. The One of uh, Biff's, Biff's, one of Buford's uh, henchmen says, uh, you know, he's like, I'm going to shoot him down like a duck. It's dog, Buford. Shoot him down like a dog. Like, just the way he said that always makes me just smile. Um, and then the thing that I don't remember, all these things, most of these things I remember by watching, but the thing I don't remember or didn't remember was Buford at the end of the movie. We're going right to the end. Uh, he takes, um, he shoots Marty in the chest, knocking, you know, knocking him back. And he does this thing like, that was so easy. He's like, uh, oh, uh, and he just starts nodding and like bowing. He's doing these bows. Every time I'm like, my God, this guy is tearing it up. He is like, he plays it in a way that you actually are afraid of him. Uh, it's like, he, he plays him, you know, there's things that are funny, like when um, Marty says to him, lighten up, jerk. And he looks like, huh? he looks back at his, at his cronies and they're like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, huh? Like he, he says, you know, he's confused by it. Um, but then there are moments where you could see him being like a real son of a bitch villain, uh, the way he treats Clara. Very much reminds me of the way he treated uh, uh, Lorraine. Well, Biff treated Lorraine, his great-great-grandson. Um, and, like, outside... Well, again, outside when he's talking to uh, to the Marshal, Marshal Strickland. And there's a uh, deleted scene, which I'm going to play uh, someday. I'll feature, because I want to look for more deleted scenes. I don't know how many there are. But there's a deleted scene where he actually uh, kills the, the Marshal... And the marshal says to his son, discipline, remember that. And I'm thinking they thought, and what I read was, uh, originally that's why the deputy, uh, Leslie Barber from uh, Police Academy, is the one who arrests him at the uh, arrests Buford at the end because they killed off Tannen. But they took that scene out, so it doesn't, it, it makes sense why that happens then, but it doesn't really matter all that much to the storyline. Uh, we see him... Um, just the time at the uh, at the party, he's there at the festival. 
not letting Tannen in. And that's when he says discipline to his son. And then he's there again when he breaks up Tannen and Marty, just like his great-great-grandson, I would assume, broke up um, Biff and Marty at the school. Uh, there was no Strickland in part two in the future, uh, but it was just a, you know, so in the original, Buford kills him, and it looks like the way it's shot also, because it's not a completely finished product, there's no music behind it, it's just he turns and shoots uh, the Strickland in the back. It's kind of like, ooh, like it almost feels, not real, but it just feels, it doesn't feel movie-like, I guess is my thought. I don't know, something about the deleted scene, unfinished, it makes it seem more cruel, if that's even possible. Uh, but what I what I also liked about the Buford um, character is that it was something, well, obviously it was something that was planned from part two uh, because the opening of this episode, as you can see or hear, or if you remember from 17 minutes ago, was a clip from Back to the Future 2. I don't know if I broke any of the rules. I haven't read all the bylaws in Marchie McFly uh, decree, but in the, you know, the, the, the laws and the bylaws uh, and the, the um, just the whole uh, writ, uh, I can't think of the proper word of, I think decree sounds right. Anyway, uh, the contracts that I signed, I don't know if they were, you know, if I'm breaking any rules by playing part two here in part uh, three, but you know what? I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'm a Marchie McFly rebel. So it, it talks about at the casino when Marty goes back to the alternate 1985, and there's this documentary about Biff. It talks about his roots with his great-great-grandfather, Buford Mad Dog Tannen. But what is funny and also like you feel like it could have been something that could have been corrected because if these they were doing these movies at the same time or maybe they must have done one right after another, but Buford looks completely different in part two. He's, I don't even know if he has a, his face is like a big, long beard, almost like a lion's mane. Like there's, I don't remember there being a mustache, but it's like a much longer, maybe there's a mustache, a much longer beard. He looks different. He just looks like a different character. And then when they, um, they went to part three, they completely etched, you know, X that out of the story. Like they completely changed his look. They kept the, the character, they kept the old West, but they changed his look. And I'm like, it, it almost, it comes off like a goof. Really? I guess you could say, Oh, that's Buford later in life because Buford doesn't die in this movie. So maybe he gets out of prison and that's what he looks like. Boom. There. I just solved the old, uh, I solved the old Buford Tannen equation. Um, but even at the beginning, he, you know, um, he, he comes in at the saloon just like he came in as Griff in part two, just like he came in as Biff in part one. Uh, but he, um, you know, he comes in, hey, barkeep, he's yelling, hey, McFly. And I like the line where he calls him a, um, a hay barber. And I was like, did I, did I hear that right? Barber? Did, he's a farmer. Oh, he used, he, he cuts hay like he's a barber. Whoa, I don't think I've ever heard the word hay barber before, the term hay barber before. But um, he, um, I liked that he used that. Uh, 
And I also just like his interplay with his friends, with his friends, with his, uh, his, his team, his group, his cronies. He always has different, different cronies in these, in these movies, uh, which makes sense because there's different timelines. And I like, like, we're going to, I'm going to shoot you down like a dog, uh, Tomorrow is like, oh no, I'm gonna shoot you down like a dog right now. We can't. Uh, the sh- the the sheriff took our irons. Well, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. No, tomorrow we're we're robbing the Pan City uh, Express or whatever he said. What about Monday? Monday we're free. Okay, I'm gonna shoot you on Monday. Uh, that was a great line. Clint Eastwood. What kind of a stupid name is that? Like he has some good lines, and that one reminds me of the trailer. I think that was in the trailer. Clint Eastwood. What kind of a stupid name is that? Uh, and of course. We get the tannins' long, long hatred of manure. I don't know who likes manure except for A. Jones. Uh, Jones is manure. Uh, I don't know exactly who else uh, cares for manure, but we got um, you know we got the classic Biff with a mouthful of shit <laughs> again. Um, now, what I, what I did do, I didn't take any notes, as you can probably tell by the way I'm going ooh, ah, and um, but I did go to the uh, Wikipedia for, uh, for ugh, Back to the Future, the Back to the Future wiki, which is at fandom, backtothefuture.fandom.com, also known as Futurepedia, and they have a whole page on Buford Tannen, uh, from Craig Bernard Shaw. This is from the Back to the Future novelization. A mean-looking fellow dressed in all, all in black, completely with dark hair, black stubble, a long black handlebar mustache, and a scowl that would encourage anybody to walk in the other direction, pushed his way through the swinging doors of the saloon. He was followed by three other guys who didn't look much nicer. In fact, all three of them looked like finalists in a mean and stupid contest. That is from... The Back to the Future Part 3 novelization. And I guess now would be a good time for me to mention that I am currently reading The Back to the Future Part 3 novelization by Craig Shaw Gardner. I actually found this for free on the Internet Archive, was able to download the PDF, put it on my tablet. It's completely scanned. I don't know if this is legal. It's on the Internet Archive. I mean, I know they they're getting sued left and right. I, I maybe it's legal. I don't know, but uh, I was able to do it, and it's it reads pretty damn nice. Now, what I like to read is the behind the scene behind the scenes uh, stuff. And um, remember, I said you know he looked quite different in part two. So it says here Buford's role in the trilogy was foreshadowed twice in the previous film in part two, while in 2015 in meeting. Uh, Griff, Marty plays the video game Wild Gunman, the main character of that, of which is named Mad Dog. Really, I did not see that, and I guess that's a, because a, Wild Gunman isn't an actual game, is it? Maybe it is, I don't know, I forget. It says when Marty returns, or remember it wasn't an um, actual cabinet game, I think is what I remember. It says when Marty returns to 1985 and Biff altered the time tr- the timeline, he finds that Biff now has a museum dedicated to his life. A video documentary shown at the museum makes mention of Biff Buford Tannen. Buford's picture is also seen briefly and appears noticeably different than he does in the third film, sporting a large beard, as producers had not yet decided what Buford would look like in the third film. 
The simplest example is that Buford had trimmed his beard sometime prior to the events of Back to the Future Part 3. Or I say after that. It says that in the original script, Paradox, his nickname was Black Biff. I guess try to go with Black Beard, but that's more like a pirate. Oh my God. Imagine Marty and Doc going back to pirate times and Biff would have been a pirate. Oh my God. It's like... Some of these stories tell themselves. That would have been amazing. Uh, it says Thomas Wilson uh, said he he based his performance, or he, he was inspired by Lee Marvin's character in The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. I'm assuming Lee Marvin was that man who shot Liberty Valance. I, I really don't know. Um, I think I think I might be done. You know, in the well, in this movie, in this version of the movie, uh, Biff gets right up behind uh, Doc and sh- he has his, his little one shot gun. And um, Doc says, Oh no, this is Doc's like, You're early. He's like, I don't care what you say. If I shoot you now, you know, it'll, you'll, you, I should put this into someone. It took him days to die. So I guess what they're saying, what I'm thinking is, that um, he sh- originally he shoots him at the festival, and then two days later he dies. So that could have been actually what happened. And my only thought with that is, with that going on, you'd think Doc would have been a little more like, oh, please, 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 don't, 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 we'll, we'll be all right. You know, Doc, you know this dude is going to shoot you. In in this timeline, he will shoot you. So why provoke him in any way? He provokes him. He's like, you might as well shoot, Tannen. And uh, Buford puts the gun right under his chin. I mean, what's some stop and go, okay, boom, blow. He blows all of of Emmett's face off. Doesn't get shot in the back. Now it's the headstone says, you know, uh, here lies Emmett L. Brown. His face was removed by a bullet at the at the um, festival, and if you look at the clock face, you can still see a smear a smear of of where Emmett's brown Emmett <laughs> Emmett's red uh, was um, you know just kind of we couldn't scrub it all off we didn't have a good cleaner at the time, uh, but may he forever be remembered in the, in, a, in our clock tower, because there were, like if I like let's say okay. You see some of these horror movies where they they see the killer and they're like, well, you ain't so bad. But if you know, oh, that guy um, killed 60 other people in five other movies and he's also been killed five times and he's still coming back. I'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to run like a chicken, like I'm a yeller because I don't care if people call me chicken. Uh, But Doc's like, you might as well pull the trigger. Might as well get me, Tannen. (sighs) It's just it drives me um it, that 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 drives me like bananas. Like, oh, Doc, don't do that. Oh, it also looks like um, uh, Tom Wilson uh, played Biff Buford at least once in the animated series. I know that Tom Wilson plays like returned to do the voice, his voices for his characters in the Back to the Future animated series. Huh? Interesting. I've never. I have a, a complete. Uh, confession I've never seen the animated series so that that is kind of cool um I think I think I'm done 
I think I've gone longer than I thought it was going to be. I, 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 let's see, what did we do today? I covered mostly Tom Wilson, how great he was in his scenes, like every single moment he's in, whether it's funny, scary, action. The guy's definitely on a horse, like doing a lasso. I mean, there's a lot of horse stuff in this movie that I'm like, is that the real actor doing that? And it seems like a lot of the time it is. Otherwise, it's fantastic editing and well-made fake horses that they're bouncing up and down on, which it could be. I don't know. But um, I don't know. He looks so believable in this role. And, you know, just to be able to... Oh, by the way, he was going to hang Clint Eastwood at the beginning of the movie. So, yeah, Buford, Mad Dog Tandon, is a a crazy son of a bitch. And... um, I'm glad that I was able to talk about him a little bit today because as mad dog and as crazy as he is, uh, gosh darn it. He, and again, there I go, you know, putting a coin in the, in the uh, swear jar. Did that sound like a coin? It was actually an empty ginger ale. Um, he's still one of my favorite characters in this movie. And Tom Wilson is just the unsung hero of these, this trilogy. And that's it, my friends. I am done here. I am uh, I'm calling it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. You can find the show at fansnotexperts.com. We also have a Facebook page, Fans Not Experts. It's getting late, so I am going to end this show and put it up as soon as I possibly can. Do-do. If you know Extreme, that's mother. Don't want to go to school today. Just one of the seventh greatest songs, seven greatest songs ever written. All the other six are by Extreme as well. Um, yep, I'm on a t- I'm kind of losing my mind now, so I'm gonna go to bed after I get this up. And yeah, you know what? If I miss anything, if I screwed anything up, guess what? I get to come back and do this tomorrow. So until then, my friends, thanks for listening, thanks for subscribing, and here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it, and I think you should listen and subscribe, cause I'm kinda funny and awesome, I think that I'm worth your time, and I'm kinda handsome, my mom says, please listen and please subscribe, at least listen to this episode. Fans not expert.